and welcome. You are listening to the Happiness Hacks podcast, and I'm your host, Nancy Jane Smith. I'm a licensed professional counselor, and in this podcast, I share my stories, lessons, and hacks I've learned, and I continue to learn on my quest to live happier. Show notes and the complete transcript can be found at live-happier.com backslash podcast, and this is episode 63, Even More Myths of the Monger. Very excited this week to be back talking about more myths of the monger. A couple weeks ago, I started out talking about the biggest myth of the monger, and that is that we actually need the monger. And then two weeks ago, in episode 61, I actually talked about, started out the myths of the monger, and I talked about um, that there is the myth of the finish line and the myth of being vigilant and worrying. So um, this week, we're going to be talking about two myths, and that is the myth that they have it figured out and the myth that there is a right way. So I briefly want to touch on, for those of you that don't know and haven't listened to my stuff, what it is when I say monger, what I'm actually talking about. And so a monger is that nasty voice in your head that kind of tells you how you failed, how you didn't hit the mark, how you weren't quite up to snuff, how you shouldn't risk anything or get out of your comfort zone. It's it's kind of that voice that constantly keeps us in check and constantly is there. And so my theory, and I found in my life and in my client's life, that the more we keep our mongers unchecked, the more it doubles and triples and quadruples our stress loads. So we're already stressed out. And then we have this voice in our heads telling us how much we failed and how terrible we are and it isn't really helping things and so the insidiousness of the monger is that it really keeps us stuck in these myths and these myths kind of keep it going keep it keep it alive and we spend a lot of time trying to fulfill the myth that the monger is telling us and so this week the two myths are the myth that they have it figured out and the myth that there is a right way. So let's go into the myth that they have it figured out first. And this one has just gotten tenfold with social media. You know, we live in a world where everyone else's beautiful manicured outsides are there on uh, for us to, you know, observe. And so people can curate photos and have them looked looked at through Facebook or Instagram and then we immediately think oh my gosh they have it so together their life is perfect I am a failure (laughs) you know my favorite saying is you know stop comparing your insides to other people's outsides so we see these beautiful photos these beautiful images that people are putting out into the world and we assume you know that's how they live their lives because we see our insides and we just naturally assume that they, you know, are better than us. And so the idea that everyone else has it figured out is such an incredible, incredible myth, because no one has it figured out. No one has it together. When you look at those Instagram posts, they probably took seven, eight to 10 pictures to get the to get it to look that beautiful. You know, they're not sending you pictures of their kids yelling at them and their husband coming home and the craziness of cooking dinner. They're sending you date night photos or they're showing you, you know, what it's like to go on the family vacation. So it's little tidbits into people's life. It is not the ultimate. And so to really watch how often you compare your insides to other people's outsides because it leaves us feeling lost and sad and that we can't measure up. When in reality, what we're measuring ourselves against is is not really actually reality. So one of my favorite examples of this is my cousin, um, her daughter, you know, was, she was doing the 
in her first year of her daughter's life, she was doing the monthly photos, like here's three months, here's four months. So I don't remember what month it was. It might've been five months. And she shows a picture of, you know, there's my second cousin with her little five month uh, plaque. And there's my second cousin looking so gorgeous and beautiful and calm. And she takes that photo. And then she takes the photo of what's really happening in the house. And there her other son, her son is jumping on her, on her, her partner and they're, <laughs> like wrestling and the house is a mess and all this craziness is happening. And I was like, yes, that is what life is really like. You know, like here's the perfectly curated photo of the four month old and here's what's really happening in our lives. And I think the more we can be honest about this is what's really happening in our lives. You know, the mongers keep us from authenticity and authenticity is where happiness lives. That the more we can live authentically, the happier we're gonna be. So I'm really encouraging you to pay attention to how often you get stuck in that myth of, oh my gosh, they have it figured out. They know what they're doing. They, 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 and they don't have it any more figured out than you do. So the wonderful analogy of staying in your own car, being responsible for your own stuff and figuring out what's going on in your life instead of worrying about them, because that keeps us stuck in time wasting and anxiety and all that stuff that is not helpful to us. Okay, and then the second myth that I wanted to talk about is really one of my personal favorites, and I've actually talked about it a lot. I might have even have done another podcast on it, but the idea that there is a right way, and our mongers really love that there is a right way, and they send us on this wild goose chase trying to find the right way. And when you think about it, it's just so absurd, the idea that there is a right way. And for me, this is one of my true triggers. Like I can get obsessed with trying to find the right way. And what I mean by that is there's a right way to drive. There's a right way to make the bed. There's a right way to do laundry. There's a right way, you know, you can list up. There's a right way to cook a meal. There's the right way to be a mom. There's the right way to run a meeting. Like we have a million of them. And to pay attention to how often you get stuck in there's a right way, you know, and I literally will have to say to myself when I'm going to the grocery store, there is no right way to do this. Or when I get in the car to drive home and I'm trying to find the best route to avoid traffic to remind myself there is no right way. There's no perfect way to get home. You will not get an award at the end of the time when you pull into your garage. There isn't a little man standing there saying, yay, you did it the right way. That doesn't exist. So to really pay attention to how often you get stuck in that idea of the right way, the right way, you know, it really gets insidious when you start paying attention to it. I remember when I really started noticing this in my life, and my husband would really point out to me every time I was triggered with the right way. I mean, I would get upset about not doing the right way to make a sandwich. Like it had to be the most efficient way and it had to be the most together way. And it really kept me stuck in my own anxiety and my own worry. Instead of, you know, as I've talked about before, that monger really keeps us stuck in the black and white thinking. There's a right way and there's a wrong way. And it doesn't allow us any wiggle room. So being able to expand beyond that wiggle room and be like, oh my gosh, there are a lot of ways to do it. And that's what's so insidious about this monger thing. If you could see me, I'm like shaking my head in madness, is that it keeps us stuck in the right way and the right way changes for each person. So I may have, this is the right way to make a bed. And you may have, a, this is the right way to make the bed. And both of them are completely different. And we get so stuck in this absurd, undefined right 
and we spend our lives hunting it down when it doesn't exist. And that's the thing about all these myths have in common. The end game never exists. We never get there. We never measure up to them and what they are doing. We never find the right way and get the reward. We always are struggling to, to get there. And so that is the ultimate part about mongers and why it's so important that we work on them because they keep us stuck in these loops and we get stuck on the treadmill and we can't get off. So really bringing awareness to our mongers and the myths that they're keeping us stuck in is powerful. So now it's time for the segment of the show I call the weekly ritual challenge. So each week I share a ritual with you and I challenge you to complete it. This week's ritual is called Open Your Arms Wide. So as I said previously, our mongers tend to really keep us stuck in limited thinking where we don't see a lot of options. So this week, we're gonna try and play with our peripheral vision to help our minds expand and see other options. So I want you to extend your arms to your side in a T formation and just wiggle your fingers and then slowly bring your arms forward until the fingers are in sight and then extend them out again. You can do it repeatedly, you can do it once, it doesn't matter. Just continue to open your arms wide and get that new perspective. And that's the show. Thanks for listening. The Happiness Hacks podcast comes out every week. If you have questions, please email me. I love hearing from you at nancyjane at live-happier.com. You can also follow me on Instagram at nancyjane underscore livehappier or look me up on Facebook. And until next time, here's to living happier. Happier.